and welcome to the Dicer Screaming Podcast. I'm Randy. And I am Mike. And welcome once again to, to the Mimic Chest of Gaming Podcasts, the, the pumpkin spice latte oh. basic bitch of gaming podcasts. Yeah, well, you couldn't have been a nightstand. Couldn't have been an ottoman. You know, so many things in that room the Mimic could have been. I'm going to be a chest. Well, you know, way to way to break genres. Yeah. <laughs> You're not exactly reaching for the creativity there. <laughs> no, but that's us. We're not very creative. No, but we are what we are. All right. So we do one thing real well, and and that's like, uh, do you like people who talk about gaming? We are totally those people. Yeah. So it's our 250th episode. So yeah. thanks for joining us. Wow. And yeah, we got a rant coming on, but it's not going to be a rambling rant. It's going to be pretty focused, and I think some of you folks might want to stick around for it because we're going to be talking about. Fear and loathing in the OSR. A lot of things have come to light lately, and it's time for us to visit a 50 episodes in the past to our au revoir OSR, because we're kind of back, and uh, this is uh, going to be uh, what happened, why, and why for us we did what we did, and how. Yeah, there was some contention back then that, you know, like, maybe we had done this prematurely, or that, uh, you know, like, we had misassessed uh, where things were at with uh, some of the OSR uh, like uh, presences in the field. And uh, here we are uh, 50 episodes later, and obviously we are still huge supporters of playing vintage games and of the style of gaming uh, and how varied it can be. We're still big proponents of that in our own way. Uh, we love the idea of having a bridge between the past and the present. And we like being a part of that bridge. You know, like even if we're just a couple of bricks that help to make that path from yesteryear to today, we're really happy to be that. But uh, some things have unfolded in recent days that really they're an absolute confirmation of everything that we were concerned about, everything that we did not want to be associated with, everything that we did not want to incidentally or accidentally support. Uh, and those things have unfolded very publicly uh, and in ways that are just not controvertible. So, you know, we're, we're having a look back at, uh, you know, what were our motivations and why, and then a look at the right now, uh, and why like i think a lot of people are going to be obligated to make a decision for themselves very shortly you know much like the one we made uh, no. yeah it, not no. because nobody went into this wanting to pick sides okay that's not how people woke up first thing in the morning but there's going to be a lot of folks feeling kind of backed into a corner like wow i cannot get with that <laughs> So content warning, there will be some naming yeah. of names and there will be some trigger warnings here, not because people are firearms, people have emotions and they are valid. We're trying to protect well, and people. Some of this, this we're, we're just saying point blank, some of this will be upsetting. Yeah, so, it, it is upsetting to look at. Uh, I can't look at the page while uh, I can't have my laptop open looking at this because it is very distracting. However, we're going to cover it and we're not going to look away from it. 
I think it, this is time to bring it to light. And this is, as a community, it's happening. It's happening. So content warning of that. But uh, we are going to discuss some things that I think you will find relevant. If you don't want to hear another rant on this, okay, give us a pass. But yeah, this, this may not be the episode for you. Uh, I totally recommend it a handful of our previous episodes. Uh, in fact, uh, let's go ahead and pull the trigger on the Dreeromancer, and I'll, I'll tell people what's coming up in the next right. podcast. And we have a call in from Jason. Yeah, so we got some other material here, and we'll get that out of the way first so people can, can enjoy these parts, uh, and then we'll launch into the heavy-hitting material later. All right. Uh, but the Dreeromancer, who is like, man, I, talk about bleeding like a Russian princess. I mean, Whoa. holy crap. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> well, or like an oligarch. Oh, oh all right. Ah, so that happened. Um, <clears throat> um, he's like a Marlin, folks. Just, just give him some line. He'll bear himself out, and then he will reel him back in. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, the drear romancer watches the spatter of dripping blood, uh, and divines from where the droplets fall, the future of the podcast. And next week, we're looking at Iron Gods, the Pathfinder six-module campaign series. Uh, the final culmination of... Uh, it's going to be us closing the chapter on what we had as a spring of science fiction. Uh, our last month has really been, with the exception of this 250th episode, the last month has really been an homage to the incredible influence and relevance of science fiction topics and movies and gaming uh, to those of us who are also big fans of fantasy. Mm. So Expedition to the Barrier Peaks, you, you see the fusion of elements that like nerddom as a whole has a love for both things at the same time. And Iron Gods is going to be our closing chapter on that. And then yeah, we've well, built up all the context leading up to this. So. Yeah. So it was all about the Iron Gods, but we wanted to make sure that the homage was pertinent and that we set the stage properly from the original Metamorphosis Alpha all the way in. Yeah, the Metamorphosis Alpha uh, and, of course, Gamma World, right. you know, uh, incidentally. And then, you know, the, the next obvious leap would be the, the Expedition to the Barrier Peaks episode that people recall, which another incident where genre mashup was happening in game and then iron gods was the next uh the massive outing by paizo full campaign setting yeah, as opposed to facial frontal nerdity all on display yeah they they went right into it no qualms no uh, well this might upset a few people because there's going to be laser guns in this fantasy setting yep they just went ahead and full frontal nudity yeah pulled nerdity. the trigger on it and <laughs> ran with it they and hey we're going to take a pick apart session where we examine uh all six you know like the progressive story that unfolds uh and the you know most notable challenges within so that's coming up next week uh zero shame in the game right so, on so now now, yep, we're going to talk we had some a little... lovely responses from uh, the science fiction movie episode. A lot of people seem to have actually liked that. Yeah, uh, we got Lee a... Williams again. Hats off, my friend. Thanks a lot for your kind words. You really liked that. Uh, I'm just going to read right from our uh, Facebook page. Uh, Lee Williams says, "Great episode. I had forgotten how different things were before Star Wars, which is 45 years old of that uh, 
five days ago. Yeah. And your three picks were definitely part of my sci-fi education. Others included Colossus, The Forbidden Project, Andromeda Stream, oh. THX 1138, War of the Worlds, Time Machine, all with dark elements and some entirely composed yeah. of dark elements. It's a wonder we all turned out so normal. <laughs> and yeah, so we did talk about Andromeda Stream. Um, TX, THX 1138, we didn't want to talk about because it's got the Lucas connotation. And then once you start talking about a Lucas film, it seems to dominate the conversation. But... Here's what we're going to do. We're going to revisit that in a later date. Uh, we have it set up. So. Oh, there will be another science fiction movie night. From the 70s. We, game from the 70s. There's no way around it because so, like, to be perfectly honest, in the pre-planning session, uh, we went through hell shaving it down to three movies that we could handle uh, because, honestly, there's so many movies we love. Okay, the, the 70s was rife with wonderful, dark uh, science fiction, uh, and even this, the 60s and early 80s. That, like, there was this enormous pool for us to draw from. And we were like, oh, God, does it have to be three? Oh. Yeah, well, we only have one hour, so. Yeah. Well, we limit ourselves to one hour. We can go longer, but we gave us uh, ourselves that much room, we'd hang ourselves. So oh, we'd want to do Seriously, yeah, we'd hoist ourselves on our own petard, uh, because if we don't discipline ourselves and practice the art of restraint uh, in, in keeping this down to an hour, uh, you know, this would truly begin to rec resemble the, what is it, the old back porch uh, smoking lounge sessions where we'd sit there and BS about gaming for about four to six hours. You know, we'd, yeah. just, we'd pick a topic and then, man, the night just got booked. <laughs> so <laughs> we'd kill a Tuesday uh, with like, you know, some cold beer and uh, a decent breeze coming in through the porch screen. Uh, yeah, which we are in air conditioning weather, so we are indoors, so you're going to have to tolerate. Nonetheless, we got a lot uh, to cover on this, and uh, Jason, not paying to call in, he's been quite busy, so we hope you're doing all right. But before that, we do have an announcement for our contest winner. Now, yes, uh, our contest winner. Uh, we didn't get really much response on our Facebook, so I guess that's a thing. But uh, we we had planned for such contingencies, and so uh, it looks like the winner of our contest is one of our supporters. Uh, Mike, who is that? Oh, Gilbert! Congratulations, yeah, Gilbert uh, Sword. We will be contacting you uh, by whatever means are necessary. I will find you, and I will give you a gaming book. Yep. So there's more giveaways coming up, so stay tuned for that. And as always, uh, let us know what you need, what you would need. Uh, we're probably going to send up a uh, Dice Screaming email page so you can just email us answers there. Yeah, you know, uh, it occurred to us after this that, like, uh, we may not be using the most viable platform for communications. You know, it does limit people. Um, Retire ebook. Yeah. <laughs> Which is our target audience. Sorry. It's no, I... Maybe not, but you know, like closing in on it, yeah. I mean, yeah, my birthday's tomorrow. I'm gonna hit the 54 mark, so oh wow, uh, I, I got a little ways years to go. Being stupid, so I got a little ways to go before the five three hits next month. Uh, dang it, uh, ah, just a number, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we'll get into that, but uh, before we do, we're just gonna leave, we're gonna break format a little bit. Uh, we're gonna just uh, regard Jason. 
he had a concern about me mentioning Peter Jackson with the rise of the Planet of the Apes. And my apologies to that because it had stuck to me that uh, with me that Peter Jackson originally was going to do a reboot of the Planet of the Apes before he did Heavenbound, his movie before the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it wound up in fact being Mr. Burton's property. Yeah, and then it switched to Matt Reeves and the other directors who did the next uh, iteration, The Rise, War, and uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, so Peter Jackson was involved peripherally back at the very beginning. Yeah, and the Weta uh, workshop was very involved with the uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. And so that's why it sticks with me. But his original idea was to use uh, Roddy McDowell as uh, Cornelius as a sort of Leonardo da Vinci type character in kind of putting the franchise back on its feet of after the movies. And so that's how he uh, envisioned it. And it's it's always stuck with me that that was one of his things. Um, guy likes, uh, just like in gaming and, uh, or excuse me, in comic books, gorillas do seem, and apes do seem to sell. There's a lot of fascination. I'm not, a, I'm not one of those people, but uh, I don't hate the idea either. Hmm. So uh, maybe that's uh, why it sticks with me. Well, the haunting possibility that these are our beloved cousins, like this is yeah. this is the evolutionary offshoot that uh, decided not to leave the trees behind, and you know, uh, and I personally still think you know dolphins are the, the monkeys that never left the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah, I, I see us more connected with. Uh, um, Bonobos and chimpanzees, but uh, <laughs> feces flinging lemurs. Yeah, <laughs> but I get it. I get it. So yeah, so that's the thing. So uh, we're gonna just uh, uh, leave you off with. Well, uh, I myself, uh, everything I really you know, like. A lot of people they learned everything they needed to know about life in kindergarten. You know, they play nice with others and all that stuff. I didn't learn. I didn't start like that. I learned everything I needed to know about life from watching the monkey house at the zoo. Hmm. Life is short, so get as many free peanuts as you can, jerk off as much as much as possible, and throw poop at mean people till they go away. Well, that's words of by. Yeah, you oh. can be glad that uh, you weren't there for prom night. I guess. <laughs> so we're gonna wrap it up here. Um, we'll the rant will start after that. So we're gonna let Jason end it for us, and afterwards, you're warned. So we'll take a break in the middle, and we'll be back. Hey guys, Jason here. Enjoyed your. I, I'm way behind in podcast listening, so I haven't been staying up with your episodes. But I enjoyed your science fiction movie night for the '70s, and great film choices. One minor point, and it's not a big deal. You, you kept saying Peter Jackson along with Planet of the Apes. I kind of think you were talking about the Tim Burton reboot, and you saying Tim Jackson or Peter Jackson because of the King Kong that he did. But, you know, I might be wrong on that. But great, great analysis of the movies. Loved hearing it. And I look forward to trying to catch up and hearing your future things. I'm a little sad that you had to be on Facebook to be entered in the contest. I th- think I count as a patron for you guys. But, I, you know, because I'm not on Facebook. But regardless, just because I'm a Luddite doesn't mean I'm not listening. And just because I'm not calling doesn't mean I'm not listening. Keep up the great work. All right. We're back. And you were warned. From here on out, we're going to be talking about some uncomfortable stuff. So if that's not your kick, uh, no 
foul, no harm. Yeah, you know, not part of it. But uh, we're going to vent our spleen a little bit. Uh, this was a big thing, well back a uh, year or two ago, and so we we're going to revisit this. And so it's better just we're going to pull the bandaid off. Uh, we're not even revisiting per se. Okay, there have been some new happenings that tie directly. And I mean, rather than beating around the bush, uh, it's the creation of a you know, like new standard bearer for the old TSR logo and, you know, tactical studies, uh, you know, that uh, into IP uh, has fallen into other hands and they have not been subtle about where they stand. Okay. This is not like some incidental thing. Uh, some of the people designing new product for this are so visible about their really objectionable stances. Okay. These are not like, uh, you know, Hey, he differs slightly on a couple of things that, uh, you know, some people might not like that, but you know, we should keep an open mind. No, this is not that we would not even hold this conversation for something that minor. Uh, it would not even make it onto our radar. Uh, so here we are in the awkward position of having to, you know, revisit why did we leave OSR behind as a, as a group term? You know, why are we a believer in old school games that does not wish to be affiliated with the term old school revolution? And yeah, this is why. This, this would be exactly why. Uh, because you're measured by the company you keep, and we do not keep company with yeah. some of these folks. Now, whether you think this is about cancel culture or anything like that, uh, I tend to call it consequence. Yeah, so welcome to consequence culture. Where you want to say some stuff? Uh, Avengers Satanus or Derek Dishaw, Edge Lord Cringe. Um, yeah, I don't like the guy. Uh, he is prolific, and uh, although I have no care for his BDSM themes in uh, gaming, I mean, hey, he, but to each his own, and different strokes for different folks. As long as he has fun. In his case, quite literally. Yeah. Um, he has right to do what he does, but uh, he came out with a uh, abort, anti-abortion rights uh, module called uh, The Good Samaritan. And it, I'm not even going to cover it in detail other than to say that it got removed from drive through RPG, and rightfully so. But that he's now <laughs> running around squealing that he's being canceled. Well... Uh, you know what? Going back to the free speech argument, uh, when you write me a letter from jail and the charge that you were arrested on was publishing something objectionable uh, that was not child pornography or like a snuff right. film, okay, we're, we're going to leave that aside. Uh, but if you if you wrote a political screed that didn't clearly threaten another human being's life uh, and you still wound up in jail for it, hey, I will hear your complaints. And I will share them because, you know, uh, the actual concept of free speech in this country is built around an amendment that prohibits the government from restraining the exercise of free speech. That's a restriction against the government. That does not impose upon every corporation in America an obligation to provide a platform for everyone else. Those who have a platform, you do not get to hijack their platform to say your thing. That is not a freedom that you were granted. That is not something you have ownership of. So this pointless griping, well, like my free speech is being impinged. 
No, it's not. Obviously, everybody heard you, and they just came to the identical conclusion, wow, what a putz. We want nothing to do with that. That was the consequence of having been extremely objectionable in order to get attention. So, yeah, welcome to consequence culture. Yeah, there's this, uh, in the sum summary is that there's these demon-crats who are paying people to kill their uh, unborn children. And it's so <laughs> infantile and almost laughable on his premise, but that's what he decided to write. And yeah, you, why not just, uh, you know, do a JKR roll or a JK Rowling and, uh, you know, uh, make whoever was mean to you on the internet the next evil person in your new story. Yeah, okay. That, but Derek Bishaw has also went out on, <laughs> on that limb as well, saying that uh, uh, trans folk and uh, even gay people are groomers, and that's objectionable to me that he <laughs> takes that stance now. Yeah, I don't like being compared to Matt Gates because yeah. like, I have never crossed state lines with my underage date. Uh, so that I could have consequences. Have you had sense. an underage date? No, you haven't. So there you go. Yeah, not not really a problem for the rest of us. Uh, you right. Know, you know, grooming uh, is when you oh absolutely insist that they only be exposed to uh, the you know education in childhood that will support you know the beliefs you want them to have in the future, uh, and so you you literally prohibit everybody else from the classroom. Uh yeah, yeah, I I know, and the vaguely worded laws, man, I. I, I feel like I've been through this before because I, I did actually live through a couple of uh, marvelous incidences like back in the uh, Defense of Marriage Act era, where the state of Michigan in particular, uh, the the bill as written had certain vaguenesses in its wording. And when queried on this, uh, the bill's writers uh, suggested that like this is not about diminishing the ability of people to access health care or to have spousal benefits for long-term partners. This is about preserving, you know, it's exclusively about the preservation of the sanctity of marriage as a religious institution. It does not affect those who are living together. Uh, and then the bill passed. And it was literally, like by the end of the week, the flurry of uh, movements to and spousal benefits statewide. Yeah. They went after everything. Yeah, they didn't even wait until the ink was dry. <laughs> oh, yeah. There was zero hesitation. So literally everything that everyone had had concerns about, like, yeah, but like the, the wording was a little vague. Couldn't this be a consequence of that? And like, no, 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 no. And then it was. So, yeah, if the distrust level seems inappropriate, if it seems to some people like you're being unfair, you don't know that like they, they have darker designs. Yeah, actually, I do. Mm. Okay, uh, yeah, this is. I hate to use meme culture in a non-visual medium, but this is the two people at the gallows with the, uh, you know, the one guy turning and going, "Oh, it's your first time, huh?" Yeah, the first time. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so yeah, I'm that guy. You're not gonna like the ending, but it's quick. <laughs> now, uh, to, to be clear here, while it does get political, and of course, I want to say this: human rights are not. Uh, political. They are uh, intrinsic. And so any conversation involving representation or having people be welcome and people say, well, in the OSR specifically back when we uh, did that 200th episode, they were like, well, you know, we just want people to gain. Right. But we want people also to feel welcome. here. And if there are people like RPG Pundit, who uses some mild dog whistles and people like Derek Dickshaw. <clears throat> I'm sorry, did I say that wrong? Oh, that came out right. It did. 
um, that wanted to say stuff like that. That's not politics. We just want people to gain. Well, it's your politics when on your terms, but when people want actual representation or rights, suddenly it gets political and we can't well, have a conversation. And in some cases, they, they, they're they not even asking for anything else uh, per se, but like their mere presence at the table is so upsetting that like they need to be the ones who go. And oh, wait, you know, like this, this is the stance being taken by the people who started off with, you know, we want everybody to gain. Well, obviously you did not mean that. One of these two things cannot exist simultaneously with the other. Either you actually do want everybody to game, or you only want people who are like you and you know you feel comfortable with, and those are the only people who should be represented in gaming. Uh, you know, which that if we measure where people's actions and statements have taken them, yeah, we know where people actually stand. So we we know it's insanely disingenuous. I just want everybody to game. Don't go to that fallback. After the stances people have taken have made it plain that that is not what they want, it's incredibly crass to just sit there and lie. You know, like, I just wanted everybody to game. No, you really didn't. And you have taken great pains to make sure that a lot of people know how unwelcome they are. Yeah, and that's it. <laughs> so how do you get out of that? You know, how do you, how do people mesh? Like, it, it's not so bad that you have the stance almost as it is that you're so morally cowardly that you won't even take your stance and just run with it. Like you, you have to keep hedging backwards. Like, well, that's not really don't edge Lord unless you're willing to go all the way in. And yeah, frankly, we've got an example here today of yeah. somebody who did go all the way in and perversely, I almost respect that because the lid is off. Okay. There's no illusion. Yeah, the veil's off. There, there's no pretending like, oh, that's not what I meant. No, I, this is somebody who just literally, they are exactly what they are. And the tragedy is that they were discreetly, you know, like the relationship was cultivated uh, to work in gaming. And like, despite having them well known for where they stand, uh, that did not make them a non-starter uh, for. Right. And I want to mention this with about when we are, Canary in the coal mine was Stuart Robertson coming out and saying that his OSR logo of the blue scale geomorphic blocks, spelling out an OSR with little door and pit icons. Yeah, Stuart was well aware of what was happening. And so were we. I was plugged in and I hung around the RPG shite with uh, listening to people who were cheering on RPG Pundit and his attacks on people, marginalized people in the gaming community saying that... Uh, if they don't want a game, they shouldn't be here. That stance that he had, which he's clearly, no longer on the fifth edition. So which, which kudos clearly to they did the want coast. to game. So. Right, they didn't. Uh, he, <laughs> he's entitled to his opinion and so much for it. But when I was looking at his remarks and seeing that, we ran across a foul of one of his minions, Geeky Bugle, uh, wanted to attack us, calling <laughs> us Chinese communists' names for uh, <laughs> liberals. And it's like... Oh man, we got some pushback from other people too. Uh, I think a couple people misrepresented us, not some of them not intentionally, and we've uh, obviously put that in the past. But I think it's worth noting that there's a lot of reaction when we come up to this, and so uh, well, those were only a couple of names. But the point is that you know it became clear that inside the body of OSR, uh, there were a number of people who had really carried the OSR banner a lot okay mm -hmm. they were intrinsic to the movement itself 
uh, or had made themselves. They had insinuated themselves into it and made themselves a part of it and carried its banner loudly and proudly while also moving some fairly awful agendas, uh, you know, not just, uh, you know, politically objectionable, like, you know, oh, you believe a thing I don't believe. Were it that simple, I honestly couldn't be bothered to care. Right. Uh, but we're talking about some reptilian level, uh, like just vile uh, people. And once we'd had a glimpse of that, we were like, you know, I, there is something to the complaints that like OSR has kind of slid down the wrong path. We are the target audience for all of that crap. But the uh, you know, like uh, tired, slightly grumpy old guys uh, of the Caucasian variety. And you know what? Uh, we'll cop to that. That is who we are. We are moderately grumpy, mm-hmm. uh, closing in on officially old. Uh, and yeah, you know, that that's our identity as gamers. It's a chunk of us. However, that having been said, would be a huge misnomer to imagine that just on the basis of that, uh, we're people who automatically fall into line with somebody who trumpets like, hey, I have a, you know, like, here's the reason you should be frustrated. Uh, all of your life's goals were stymied because, like then yeah. name series of other camps that you should march against and hate uh, because that's why your life sucks. Uh, <clears throat> number one problem, we're just not that dumb. Okay. Uh, we were also both raised in really old fashioned families, which I think is a big, I'm going to get this philosophical point out here. I'm sorry about the delay. Oh, that's all right. But the big picture is we were both raised with a sense of self-responsibility that we're the authors of our lives. We're the people who make the decisions, things impact on us from outside our lives, but we're the ones who make the decisions about where we go with our lives and what we do with the circumstances we find ourselves in. And that that sense of empowerment that we have has never faded. Uh, It's kind of a hard rule to live by because you don't get the comforting feeling of blaming everybody else or like, oh, well, you know, like, no, it's not that I made a mistake. I couldn't possibly have made some form of miscalculation. The world is out to get me. It's all of those other people and other systems and other things impacting on me. There's no way in which some decision I might have made uh, could have negatively impacted on my life. Yet we don't have that childlike innocence uh, that you find so often in the easily gold. Uh, so yeah, if we if we buck the system a little and don't follow the trend for our age group, that would be why. So if you want a real taste of old-fashioned thinking, not the the faux old-fashioned thinking, if you want the real Mm old-fashioned thinking that was absolutely brutal to live by, own your own actions, okay? Own them completely. Don't pretend to own them and go, well, yeah, I'm I'm autonomous and I'm responsible for myself, but bad things are everybody else's fault. (laughs) Just don't, don't, don't come at me with that. It doesn't work. Right. And there, I think out. I think it's uh, important to mention that some of these names and some of the things that happened in the past, we dealt with them really well. And I think that uh, for the most part, when I talked to a few people that uh, misrepresented us in the past on that uh, episode, that we had a uh, a little bit of uh, a com- meeting of minds and commonality, even if it was just to agree to a disagree. 
And I think that's encouraging. And I don't think that in his worst days, the RPG pundit, <clears throat> and I, I hesitate to use his real name, but because he gets so angry about it, because I'm really not here to inflame him, but we know who he is. Yeah. Um, he's not that kind of character. And, uh, you know, sticking a few of his uh, minions on us to try to, you know, rile us up was uh, just resulted in us like, hey, you know, that's just your opinion, man. You're just going to have to live with it. The fact he's no longer in the fifth edition, Wizards of the Coast, uh, Dungeon Masters, or uh, Player's Handbook Dungeon Masters Guide as a consultant is telling. And nonetheless, some of these folks have moved on. And when we talked about Stuart Robertson being our canary in the coal mine, that was our signal. And he's doing quite well. And I think people more or less had settled down to various ideas about there is uh, OSR group I belong to on Facebook that uh, is very uh, uh, gay and uh, trans friendly. And I'm very uh, happy and proud to be a part of that community. Well, and more to the point, I mean, they're they're almost like unilaterally friendly. OK, it doesn't really matter where you come from as a gamer. Uh, you're still welcome. Uh, so that's like the linchpin point. It's It's less about like, well, they're in favor of this one specific thing. No, it, it's more like, like they are genuinely committed to, like, everybody gets a place at the table here. Ah, that's all we really wanted. Yep, uh, that's all we really wanted, and so that's why I'm proud to be associated with it, but I still stand by my original statement that they have. But not all they OSR reached out to us, and uh, that's where I've been for a while. So while we are playing an old-school game, and we will get back into that later, I'm going to make a, a quick mention here about what kind of, uh, spilled off in the news. And if you didn't know, and it probably shouldn't really be too concerned if you didn't, is that TSR, the old logo, has been picked up by a pair of uh, bag of raccoon turds, <laughs> for better words, that have also conned Gary or uh, uh, Ernie Gygax into accompanying uh, them. And um, Justin Lassa, Stephen Deanhardt, who has now left. Uh, the, this new TSR, as it's called. <laughs> Some of the rats have already begun to flee the sinking yeah. ship. They're like, geez, um, geez, oh, dude. Why why would you do this? Like, you've you got a great property here. You've got a great opportunity. You could really build on this and go in good places. And with that opportunity displayed before you, you picked what you have done. Like, this, this was your winning strategy. <laughs> yeah, and more importantly... <laughs> That, that's where they they hijacked the TSR Game Wizards logo from old and said, hey, we're the new TSR, it's back. We're making new games, which they haven't. But one of the things they promised right off the get-go was a box set called Giant's Land, which, eh, well, we're not going to talk about that much here. But that was an offering. Um, it was by Jim Ward, and uh, yeah, it's the same. But nonetheless, they also promised a return to Star Frontiers and New Genesis. And that's when people started to take notice. Now, Justin Lanasa is a very combative fellow. Uh, he's a self-made man, and he would have a lot to be proud of. A lot to be proud of if it wasn't for the fact that he associated with Dave Johnson. And people started to dig a little bit, and they found Dave Johnson's Twitter feed, which is so full of hateful content, I am loath to mention the specifics. But, well, I mean, in fairness, he goes through everything. He Neo-Nazi fascism, racism, homophobia, transphobia, misogyny, fat shaming, Islamophobia, alt-right, Antifa. It, uh, it just, it's and all this over. this is the guy that I mentioned uh, before where, like, Dave Johnson. Dave Johnson hides nothing. This is not veiled. Like, this is not the football coach makes an off-color comment in the locker room 
that is picked up by a hot mic uh, and then like that's taken as some kind of indication of their whole life. Uh, this is not one of those questionable zones where you're not sure where a person really stands. No, uh, Dave Johnson uh, he wears it right on his sleeve. He is 100% what he says he is, and he says it 100% of the time. Up until he deleted his uh, uh, Twitter account and then yeah, tried to he, hide and deny everything. He hastily everything. backpedaled when and only when people noticed that he was working on a product for the new TSR. Uh, and then he basically wiped the whole thing and said, like, I, I don't know what you're talking about, uh, and fled for the hills. But, you know, up until yeah, just a year ago, he was exactly what he said he was. And we should take him at his words. I mean, you know, when you perpetually and repeatedly well, display. Just a few weeks ago. This yeah. I, you know, I, I'm just saying if you took the time travel machine, you know, if Mr. Peabody uh, and. You, know, oh, yeah, you go back you, in time and you look at it one year ago, you'd have gotten a full and robust examination of every stance that he takes uh, and all of the, you know, uh, interesting side notes therein. Yeah, and he uh, doesn't hide it because he's basically... And these were not merely like, I object to this and I disagree with that and I have more support with that. It was as vicious and hate-filled as you can possibly imagine. Just absolutely without redemption there was nothing of character or decency within so uh, well otherwise we would not have this conversation if this was sure again i want to reiterate if this was just a guy that like had a stance i didn't like i honestly wouldn't give a damn but there is no way anybody is like i know is going to have anything to do with some newly released star frontiers product by a person this vile and that's who Lanasa picked for this project. Just in, like literally one of the vilest human beings I have ever seen. Period. Wow. We can sink no lower. And that's pretty much what we were talking about is that that is the people we were worried about in the OSR. And here they are. And they're trying to market. But unfortunately, they're doing one of the most horrible jobs I've ever seen by constantly yelling at their customers. They promised to have the book out by February. That didn't come. They promised to have it for their TSR con at the Dungeon Hobby Shop Museum. That was a lie. And they actually uh, photoshopped copies of the book there. It's, it's unthinkable that somebody would be this dense, but I guess that's the kind of person you get. Yeah, the, the you know, people at the event didn't see the books, but they photoshopped them. They photoshopped them into the picture so that they could disseminate online. That, like, look, we've done it. And now they're, they didn't. And they don't even have anything. <laughs> and so people like Tabletop Tap Room, uh, Tenkar's Tavern, uh, Eric Tenkar is going right after yeah. Justin Lanasa pulls hey. the horse. And Justin Lanasa has now started attacking people's families. Oh, calling... including Luke Gygax. Okay. This... Yeah. Which I'm pretty sure Ernie didn't ask him to do this, but Lanasa's like a like a pit bull that's been fed nothing but gunpowder. Okay, he and doesn't slapped with a belt. Yeah, he doesn't know how to interact. You know, like he just literally everything is a bone. Well, he comes so. from biker culture, and then that kind of tells you everything you need to know. In that culture, you never back down, and you always attack, attack, attack. Yeah, and uh, there's a time to grow up and uh, be an actual adult in the room. And, yeah. like, Mr. Lanasa has never found that. Uh, he is, like, uh, going after Luke Gygax uh, because Luke is not, like, in your corner 
I'm like, oh, wow, you guys are really you're like literally covering yourselves in crap and lighting yourselves on fire. Maybe that's uh, kind of on you. You know, and I'm not a part of that. I don't want to be a part of that. And so now Luke is the bad guy and Lanasa goes after him, too. Yeah, but he also went after. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, everyone. Tabletop Taproom's uh, family calling his daughter. Um, and I hate to use this term. Well, you'd use the racial star, I'm not going to say. Yeah, okay. And, and, yeah, and, and I'm not going to use it. But when he went right there, and that was his first thing to go after somebody's child. Yeah, you, you knew right then and there, he didn't have a leg to stand on. He was just an attack dog. Like, I'm trying to do as much harm to you as possible. If I see you as an enemy, I will fucking hurt you emotionally. I will damage you. I will burn the bridge. Zero hold back. Uh, wow. And, you know, like, not even, not even the laser pointer of... Here is my point. I'm going to stick to my point. I'm going to make my point. He's not even doing that. This guy knows that he is a broad and a crook and a ripoff artist that is pushing emotional hot buttons for people so that he can get more attention, get more press, and more people will, you know, like pump a donation in or like send money for legal aid. He is fleecing the morons and he delivers the only product he actually delivers is the showmanship of like attack dog uh, yeah just like his failed political campaign where he barely got 19 percent of the vote and his opponent got 71 percent. he was just oh livid you missed the point you when you go when you act like that no one wants to be around you yeah um, and that you chose star <laughs> frontiers makes me angry because what did star frontiers do to you to deserve yeah. this well, first, we were actually going to do an examination of Star Frontiers uh, because it's classic material that we honestly think could have used a revision. However, speaking of revision, <clears throat> uh, these are people who, by the time they're done with it, it will not be a property worth like reinvesting in. In fact, the stain will be almost permanent. And we'll have to wait another generation's time before we can get a new version of Star Trek. Yeah, Frontiers. unfortunately, Wizards of the Coast, oh. uh, their court date is in October 2023. So we have to wait another year. But it will come. And um, I'm pretty willing to bet that at that time, they'll divest themselves of this and go into hiding like the cockroaches they are. They're small-minded people, and they deserve no place in a community like this. Well, and the viciousness uh, against everyone and everything, even the most peripheral of people, I mean, it's either you're with us or against us. And, you know, frankly, they've made that stance real. That, like, yeah, okay, we have to be against you. Um, there is no way to be with you on this, and you're not going to let people be neutral. You know, like, there, <laughs> there's no graceful way to just go, look, uh, I'd, rather, uh, I'd rather not. You know, it's all in or all out. And as you look at the spectacle these people have provided over the last year, this is why we left. This is why we don't want to be affiliated or associated with that. These are people who are hate group affiliates. They are, in some cases, active criminals. Uh, in, you know, other cases, they're, you know, like currently working on scams and fraud. Who in their right mind would want to, like, Oh, man, I can't wait to hitch my wagon to that because I have always wanted to be at the bottom of the cliff under a pile of poop and on fire. Oh. Um, I, boy, my dreams are all about to come true. You know, just No, no, nobody wants to be anywhere near this. So it's refreshing to see that the <laughs> OSR community has come together in renouncing 
these yeah, let's, let's ter- terrible folks. There. And as we wrap this up here, coming to our 30-minute mark, we're not going to spend all much more time on this. Uh, it's, it's a depressing subject. We yeah. just wanted to announce that, well, it may be a little too little too late, but you know what? We'll take it. Nothing's perfect, and we don't live in a perfect world. But what I will accept is the willingness now to be a little bit more observant about our community and who is active in it and what their real goals are. And it seems like the tide is turning, not because it has to be my way or anyone else's way, but it seems like we're coming to an acceptance that this isn't so much about politics. It's about keeping the wrong people from having a voice in a community that can poison the entire community forever. Yeah, we're not talking about somebody with a single objectionable view or that differs from us. We're talking about people who come with an agenda and an intention. Uh, they, they come out of a place that is not good. They are there actively to do harm. Uh, and when you're you know, finding yourself in a situation where those people are around you, extricating yourself can be difficult. I mean, how do you salvage a, a concept and an idea like old school gaming that you love? when faced with this. So we'll pick it up in our next segment. Oh, well, we're just going to end it here. I think oh, this is a good place. Wrap it up. Yeah, we, we've bended our spleen and giving these jerks any more time is depressing to me. So nonetheless, we hope you enjoyed our little rant. And if it was triggering, uh, we apologize. But uh, please, in the future, remember that we at the Dice of Screaming are just trying to look out for our community and the well-being of all our folks, everyone. So with that, We'll end off with, may the dice always roll in your favor. We're out. See ya.